So we left off last chapter, where Johnny and the rest of the pilgrims arrived at that great tree, and the shogun met them there. After they were entangled in the vines that came up to the ground, a billion biting through it escaped and saving the rest of the pilgrims. And as they battled this giant shogun, Johnny followed the instructions of Angelos and made it to the top to pry loose that crystal of the forest. And as they returned back to the gate, they sat down and had a wonderful meal, telling stories around the fire, entertaining one another, and carving their name into that tree, and also gaining Chokemaw. And now, the chapter begins. Johnny, wake up, it's your turn, your shift, last shift. Oh. All right, all right, I'm up, I'm up. Also, I left you a little something to eat. Some of the leftovers from last night, I put it right by the fire on that rock, it's warming up. Oh, thank you very much, Armor, no problem. And Johnny waking up, sets up and leans against that rock that was used as a bench the night prior. And doing what Johnny had done in previous times, pulls out the journal of Sir Ulrich. Let's see where we're at today. Ah, entry number nine. And turning to entry number nine, there, Johnny begins to read while his food warms up by the fire. Entry number nine. The following day, we all safely made it back to the gate. My arm is feeling a bit bruised and some mild swelling. There's no doubt now that I fractured it. Sir Arthur had in his medicine bag the flowers of St. John's wort. After soaking them in olive oil, he applied the red oil to my left arm. I'll keep my greaves loose until the swelling goes down. Yuko was able to unlock one of the gates which had the image of a beast on it. I took the lead along with Yuko, and we traveled alongside Sir Clarence as well for interpretation. Shortly into our journey across a rough and rugged rocky terrain, we entered into a village made up of mostly stone. The men of this village were just as rocky as the ground beneath my feet, but they were much kinder than their appearance. Fearing we might get sick, we took no food nor drink which they offered us. The leader, Myokar, described unto us the Shogun of the Stock. That is, livestock, of course. He is a beastly man, quick on his feet and loud. But while we thus spoke, the Akuma could be heard approaching the village. The Akuman are devilish soldiers that work directly for the Emperor himself. They are covered in black and dark brown armor. Their helmets are of a ghostly appearance, and they almost always travel with at least one Inu, that is a wolf-like beast with horns as a goat and a lion's mane. Myokar took the aid of us and hid us under the floor of his bedroom. The floor was wooden, like most floors in this village. It was a small, cramped space with little room to breathe. Myokar overlaid the floor with a rug and spread garlic cloves over it to camouflage our scent. There was only a pallet to sleep on and a small bookshelf in this room. The Akuma went from house to house in search for our whereabouts. And while we waited patiently in the dark with mild lighting, an Inu walked in with his nose to the ground. We all held our breath. As he paced around in the room, the garlic might not have been foolproof. He caught a scent in the corner, in the corner of the opening where we were let down. Clawing and scratching, he dug up the carpet right above Sir Fabian. 
He worked hard at getting through that wooden floor. Sir Charles passed a dagger to Sir Fabian. There was little to no room to fight, but if the Inu breaches the floor, he would have his mouth full of folded steel. Fortunately, ere he break through, a call for the Inu sounded from outside. We all breathed a sigh of relief as the Inu made his way out. The Akuma were finished searching and traveled towards the gates. We gave thanks to Myokar along with some good sum of money. That money was for risking his own head for ours. We then quickly left the village. At least the people here should be in danger for our sake. May the great king above grant us mercy and safe travel. End of entry number nine. Johnny then closes that book of Sir Ulrich, puts it in his bag, and prepares himself to exit out that gate and head up to the element priest on top of the stone statue of yokai. Another good read, Johnny. Oh, oh yes, uh, armor. That's a very good read. Miyamoto, you got that stone still, right? Oh, yes, I do. I think we better be going. Me too. Okay, everyone. Let's clean everything up. Put the fire out. Cover our tracks. And exit this place. We got a lot of work to do. A whole lot of work. I agree. Okay. All right, Rangers. Uh, has anybody seen my, my, my arrows? I, I had a quiver of arrows right here. Has anybody seen it? Borden? And Borden holding up a quiver of arrows he had hidden. Here. I know you went to use the restroom, and I took it from wherever you laid it. But listen, if you're going to be a ranger, you got to live by the word. An arrow not carried is a body that's buried. I don't care where you're going. Keep your arrows on you. You might need it. That's good advice. Yes, Borden, I will. Definitely do that. Now, as Johnny and the rest had said, Let's exit out this place quickly before something bad happens to us here. Right behind you. And the pilgrims and rangers, along with Miyamoto, went out the gate that they entered in on, got onto that platform, lugging bash, cranking on the shaft, all the way to the top of Yokai, that stone colossal dragon. The view is beautiful up here. The wind is cool, and the air is fresh. And as Johnny stand on that marble head of the dragon, he sees the element priest in that silver garment waiting for him. Go get him. Put that stone there and let's, let's head back and get some more. Oh, yeah. I will, Armor. You come with me? No, I'll stay right here. Good, thank okay, you. I'll be right back. And Johnny approaches the element priest then says unto him, Place the crystal in the crown of yokai. Now the crown of yokai is vertical. It's in a diamond shape before all the crystals were taken after it was shattered. As Johnny looks at this diamond-shaped slot, it also faces that cursed forest as it sits vertical on this crown. He looks and wonders, for there is another crystal in it, a brown one, clear as glass, in the slot on the very bottom. Who put, who put that there? But the element priest says not a word. Johnny reaches forth placing the crystal in the slot to the left. And as he does so, he turns himself about and looks. And all that cursed forest, the entire forest, begins to bloom. Leaves bud on the branches that were once cursed. The bark becomes alive again, and the roots flourish in the ground. 
fruit, fruit dangle from the branches. The entire wilderness becomes a place of paradise. Wow, look at that. You smell that? You can smell it. Can you all smell that? Man, it sounds like a gigantic salad out there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, it smells really sweet as the wind blows it over here. You said it. I'm going to get some of that when I get down there. And the element breeze walks beside Johnny and stops, overlooking this cursed plain of Kanashi, but now the blessed cursed force. The element breeze says unto Johnny, The door of the Shogun of Water is unlocked. Gather the crystal and bring it back. I will do just that, Elman Priest. I don't understand everything. But I'll do what I'm told to do. And Johnny turns back, joins the pilgrims, heads down the platform to the gate. The gate of the Shogun of the Water Crystal. The pilgrims and the rangers, along with Mayamoto, all stand before this large gate. But it is still closed, and they're all trying to pry it open. I just don't understand how, why it's closed. Are you, you, are you sure it's unlocked, Johnny? I am sure. Uh, well, he did say it was unlocked. I don't know why he would. He wouldn't lie. Friend, check on that side. <laughs> Hold on a right. second. Let me roll this sleeve up, <laughs> that sleeve up, and get my fingers right in it, right here. Come on, man. Okay, Grab it. my wrist hey, and let's watch, pull hey, watch in it. our might. Watch this, watch this, watch this. One huh? and two. <laughs> We're so going to get this okay. open. Three. It's just in your butt. Man. I don't get it. Look, my oh, we tried everything. Is there a lever? <laughs> uh, look, look, I'm not seeing no lever. <laughs> is it this is, it's smooth. <laughs> it's, it's like it's just leaning up against the wall, and that's all it is doing. <laughs> Johnny's putting his hands upon his hips, taking a few steps backwards. I just don't get it. It's unlocked. An ungolo stands right beside him. <sighs> oh. Ah, uh, Angelos, you're gonna give somebody a heart attack. Now you should at least hum or something. Oh, wow. Sorry about that, Johnny. I'll get the gate open. Don't you worry about it. But when that gate opens, there's something you must know. Directly ahead of you, not far, you'll see it. There's a city, a town. Akuma is there. You read about it. Don't go in. But immediately to the right, there's a small cutaway, a little passage, a trail. Follow that trail. It will lead you to a river, and there will be an old man. Give him a little bit of money. Not too much. But he has a boat. It'll accommodate all of you. Get on that boat and go down the river. It'll lead you all the way to the Shogun. Wow, that's... Well, that seems really simple, doesn't it? Now, when you do it, do be careful. Because the enemy is out there in that forest. But I'll look out for you. I'll do my best. Oh, thank you, Anglos. Oh, and Johnny. Yes, Anglos. Your boot's untied. Johnny looking down at his boot. Oh. Sitting down to tie it. Oh. Well, thank you. Uh, There's another way. I don't know. You. Whoa. Hey, hey it's, o it's opening up. Hey, Johnny. It's listen, everyone. Listen. How that happen? I don't know. Listen. listen, listen. That village right up the head. You see it? Oh, yes. We're going to not go in it. Uh, uh, why not? I mean, they yeah. could have some... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, of course. <laughs> I know, we all know what you're always thinking. All the time. Yeah, I know what y'all are all thinking. But listen, uh, uh, Angelo stood right next to me. Oh. And he told me, don't go in there. Akuma's there. Akuma is the um, uh, the soldiers of the emperor. Of course. We're going to take a right, follow the trail all the way down to the river. Going to give some money to an old man. He's going to give us a boat. We're going to go down the river. We're going to go and slay the slogan, or the shogun, <laughs> and come slogan. on back and uh, 
live happily ever after. <laughs> I like that. And then when, when you woke up, <laughs> what are we supposed to do yeah, after yeah. that? After you wake up? Yeah, after after everything. Uh, that sounds nice. Hmm. But let's hurry before they uh, look over here and see us, please. He's right. Come quickly. I'll lead the way. No, 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 no. Uh, the two with the shields oh, lead the way. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, the right. shields lead the way. Armor? Follow me. The pilgrims head into the gate as it closes behind them. Taking a right, they find that trail and heading down to the river. And under the midday sun, the pilgrims move swiftly through the dense forest. A symphony of rustling leaves, muffled footsteps accompany their journey. The air hang heavy, with anticipation, of course, as they navigated the woodland, aware that there's an unseen enemy lurking somewhere in the shadows. Johnny, who is in the lead, held up his hand, signaling the group to halt. The rustling of armor ceased as the knights and the samurai surveyed the surroundings. Halt, right here. Everyone, get down, down low. Down, down, down. Get down, down, down real low. <laughs> Their sharp eyes and senses heightened. The rangers, adept at reading the language of the forest, scouted ahead. Their movements were like whispers through the trees. Friend, you're coming with us. Push to the right. Excuse me, Johnny. We're gonna be up ahead just a little bit, of, a little ways, and we'll be the ones surveying the land. You stay just close behind us. This is kind of like a. It's kind of like our home. Yep. It's like our home. Okay, you got it. We'll wait right here for your orders. Right, push to the left. Push to the left, Gil. And while the rangers searched the front, and the rest of the pilgrims waited on their knees, right behind Lug, rustling from the leaves caught the attention of Miyamoto, a venomous serpent with a broad head, crouched low and curled up in anticipation to strike the back of Lug. But Miyamoto draws out his wakasashi and coming from up, strikes the snake before the snake can strike Lug, cutting off its path. The snake's body curls up and rolls around in the leaves as Lug turns his head. Whoa, 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 what was that? Were yeah, you just trying to cut me? <laughs> no, look behind you on the ground. Did you see that? He was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? I mean, I know, I know a good recipe. No, 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 no. Must go to the riverbank. Oh, 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 of course. <laughs> but I do know a good recipe. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll do that again. <laughs> the rangers approached the riverbank, for they were not far. And they see that old man with a boat awaiting them. As Borden sighs, it's a beacon of hope in the midst of uncertainty. The rangers signal that the coast was clear. Johnny gestures to the rest of the group to quicken their pace. Hurry, quickly. Miyamoto gets ahead of the rest of them, for he speaks the language of the man, and as he's paying them, the rest of the pilgrims board that boat. Quickly. It's kind of like we're being watched, huh? It's like we're sneaking to the forest, and there's some kind of enemy out there, and it feels just like that. Oh, really? It feels just like that? Huh? I, I get the back. Wow. The old man was paid by Miyamoto, and bows in reverence, and steps back to allow passageway. Imagine All right, we don't have much time. I don't know if, uh, if anybody's going to be down here, or if they saw us. And Lug, grabbing that oar, pushes away off the shore. And Borden is in the front. Okay, uh, Gil. You face the left, friend. You face the right. Keep your eyes peeled. And do watch. And don't fall asleep. I, I won't. I'll stay wide awake. Now, I know the rocking of a boat can make you sleep. But stay awake. I will. I will. I'll definitely stay awake. And the pilgrims along with the rangers and Miyamoto, glide down the current of that river in search for the Shogun, 
but their senses also heightened of an unseen enemy. Meanwhile, with the King of Nod, perched with regal frigility upon a time-worn log, the old feeble king commanded a solitary throne on his secluded island retreat. His once lustrous robes, now faded with the passage of years, draped around him like memories clinging to the edges of consciousness. Sunlight painted a golden aurora around his frail frame, casting a spotlight of the lines etched by decades of rule. Leaning slightly forward, the king's gnarled hands rested on the log, withered remnants of authority now softened by the sands of time. His gaze, however, remained steadfast, fixated on the breathtaking panorama unfolding before him. The morning sun, a radiant ball of warmth, kissed the waves, turning them into a shimmering canvas of liquid gold. The rhythmic symphony of waves provided a soothing backdrop as this king, solitary yet serene, surveyed the expansive beach. Each grain of sand seemed to unfold the secrets of his reign. Tales of triumph and trials whispered by the gentle breeze. Seabirds soar overhead, casting shadows that danced upon the shore, a fleeting reminder of the once bustling courtiers that filled his days. And as the king absorbed the tranquil beauty, all was well, a blustering of colors, until... Sir, oh, sir, there you are. <laughs> yes, here I am, still. Sir, guess what, sir? I have great news. Guess what it is, sir? Uh, oh, uh, great news? Yes, sir. Uh, you were just bitten by a venomous snake and you have but minutes to live? <laughs> yes? No, sir. Um, Reggie have found another secluded island just like this one, sir. Oh, wow. We're so rescued. Just like this one. Yes, sir. <laughs> just like this one. <laughs> yes, sir. Just like this one. But possibly we have um, better food choices and options. <laughs> Just like this one. Yes, sir. You want to go uh, check it out, sir? I, we can get on the boat. It, it won't take too long to get there. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Hop on in the boat and <laughs> paddle away. <laughs> paddle away. Far away, Reggie. Uh, you want to come with me, sir? No. Um... But what if, what if danger looks around here, sir? Who's going to protect you? Uh, I guess so. All right, fine, Reggie. Where, where's this island? Follow me, sir. The king follows Reggie all the way to the beach where the boat rests in that water. And as they stand there, the wind blowing upon their faces, Reggie points into the distance. Right there, sir. You see it? Uh, oh, I do see. Yes, yes. It looks like a lovely island, just like this one. Yes, sir. Perhaps let's get on this boat, and we can get there far before the sun goes down, sir, for it's still morning. All right, Reggie. All right. Perhaps they have delicate sea turtles there. Maybe some sea horses. Yes, we can ride them. Giddy up. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get into the boat. Oh, oh dear. Oh. All right, now just push gently on. All right, paddle away, butler. Paddle away. Yes, sir. It's going to be a lovely island. I just know it, sir. Yes, yes. Just like that one we left. Meanwhile, with the rangers, the pilgrims along with Mayamoto, they took a break from sailing down this river in the forest. Finding a rocky bank, they pulled the boat onto the shore and got out to stretch their legs. 
Max and Ophelion took their shoes off, rolled up their pant legs, and are knee-deep in the water looking for fish. And the rangers lean up against a boat, enjoying a great view of the forest. Hmm. Imagine, you know, if it wasn't for the, uh, the whole shogun, evil emperor, and... Uh, things like that. Almost this place would not be a bad place to live. You know, I was thinking the same thing. If you get rid of all them yeah. and all the bad guys, uh, and I wouldn't mind living here either. Without warning, a flurry of arrows descended upon them, turning the tranquil scene into chaos, and Gil was struck by one of the arrows immediately, wincing in pain as he lands on his back. Thinking on their feet, the rangers and the pilgrims hastily flip the boat over, creating an improvised shield against the unseen archer. Get in, get under, get, 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 easy, easy on, easy on him. Watch the arrow, watch that arrow. Don't move my arm, don't move my arm. Lug looking over the boat. Whoa, this guy's hidden. Where's he at? Camouflage. Uh, camouflage. Uh, we, we can't just sit here. We, we ought to get on the boat. Uh, no, that'd be a horrible idea. Uh, we'll be sitting ducks uh, definitely by then. You'll be all right. Well, you'll be all right. well what are we going to do? Uh, uh, Borden, fueled by determination, decided to take matters into his own hands. And with a silent gesture to the rest of the pilgrims, he slipped away into the dense forest, his every step calculated to avoid detection. Where's he going? You'll be fine. Ah. Keep, keep breathing. Keep breathing. Ow. 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 By no board. And he's going to go find this archer and he's going to take him down. You think he's over there? Oh. No. Well, meanwhile, uh, uh, find cover for him. Yes. We'll do just that. Uh, where it's a good thing, Bash. You're not, not some anything. big fat guy. Hey, not <laughs> the tension in the air was palpable as Borden ventured deeper into the shadows, guided only by occasional thwang of a bowstring. In the heart of the forest, Borden's instincts led him to a concealed vantage point. There, he spotted the skilled archer. The archer was blending seamlessly with the foliage. Gotcha. Getting on a knee to study and balance himself a little more. Drawing his own bow, Borden took a breath, channeling his focus into a single arrow. The forest also held its breath as Borden's arrow sailed through the air, finding its mark with unerred accuracy. The archer, caught off guard, crumbled to the ground. Silence descended upon the scene as the remaining arrows ceased their assault. Back with the others. Keep your heads down, though. I don't notice any more arrows coming at us. What, if he's, what do you think, Armor? Um, do you think maybe he's getting another, another uh, fighting position? Uh, Max, Aphelion, look that way. Make sure they're not getting any fighting position on that side. How was your arm doing? I'll be on this side with, with, uh, with Johnny. It feels really painful. Burning, actually. Hey, somebody's coming out of the woods. Somebody's coming out. On your guard. On your guard. And emerging out of the forest, Borden, from the shadows, victorious, but with a stern expression. Who is it? It's just Borden. God. He's coming back. You got him. You got him. Did you get him? I got him. Oh, How you doing, Gil? Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. How you doing? Yeah, that's, that's him. Oh, it's not too deep. They took the arrow out. Uh, it's a little patch on it, but man, that hurt. The arrow seemed to not have penetrated too deep in the How's hole. the how's the integrity of the the boat? Yeah. It's not too bad. It actually, I, I just checked it, it out. Pretty good. None of them yeah. went through. Yeah, it's it's strong. Let's get back on that water. Before anybody else shows up, get let's get shoot. back in haste. Get your shoes. You don't sell it. Get your shoes. Get your shoes. Did you see uh, that, Max? Uh, that was uh, insane. Uh, 
and the pilgrims, the rangers, along with Miyamoto, sail down that river to find the Shogun. Not long after their departure from the enemy, they reach the end of their water course. They bring in the boat to the bank of the river. And they all stand there looking at a stone stairwell that leads up to a wooden structure. That's where we have to go. Wait, 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 wait. Is that where the, the shogun, this where the fight's going to happen? I, I hope not. We come here for a reason. But I'm not sure. I'm not saying that he is there. I'm not saying he isn't. Better be ready. But let's walk oh, carefully. Always and ready. And on our guard. Oh, yeah. On that guard. The pilgrims get to the stone stairwell. Only a few steps up, they climb to that wooden structure. The ancient forest stood silent, wrapped in a mystical embrace of towering trees. A wooden walkway, aged and weathered, stretched gracefully over a tranquil pool of water, its surface reflecting the dappling sunlight filtering through the lush foliage above. Borden, Gill, and Friend clad in earth-toned cloaks, stood at the walkway's edge, their eyes fixed on the enigmatic depths below. This is an amazing wow. discovery. <laughs> the the wow. art, the who built this the, is not, the water this did not happen by accident. The water is so beautiful. Somebody carved uh, this whole pool out. Hey, you, look, uh, look down there, look, uh, look. Whoa. Something is at the very bottom. You see it? I, I, I do see it. As the rangers gazed downward, the pool revealed its secret. A profound abyss leading to a mesmerizing underwater realm. The water sparkled with an ethereal glow, unveiling the hidden wonders beneath. At the very bottom, nestled among the corals and graceful seaweed, a celestial palace emerged like a mirage. Oh, isn't John, Johnny? Well, you guys yeah. gotta come see this. Y'all come over here and see this. Be careful, though. All right, we're coming. The palace, resplendent in white marble and adorned with intricate carvings, seemed to defy laws of nature. Its crystal roof shimmered, reflecting the light into a kaleidoscope of colors that danced across the underwater landscape. Towers adorned with celestial symbols reached toward the surface, creating an otherworldly spectacle beneath the forest canopy. This enchanted beauty of art. Don't fall. That, <laughs> that is, um, that. I have a feeling we have to go down there. <laughs> no armor looking at Johnny. Okay, but that's a little far to uh -huh. swim, and if we do get there... Uh, then what? I mean, we can't hold our breath that long, and much less fight a shogun underwater. And the rangers looking around. I saw something before before I got onto this. I saw something. Gil, didn't you see those purple plants, the round ones? I did. Where? I did see that. Hold on one second. The rangers exit off of that platform and go right into the wood line. They kneel down at purple plants that are round and thick. Uh -huh. This is it, right yes. here. I knew it. Uh, Hold on, I, I, got, I got... What is it? Friend, look at this. Hold on, let me get my journal. I gotta show you this. Wow, you know, I've seen these when I was younger. Yes, yes. I've seen them definitely. When I was younger, if it's anything like I think wow. it is, this is what's going to help they're, us get down there. Beautiful. I like the way they look. The purple. Ah, here it is. Deep. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, here it is. Okay, right there. Look at that. Aqua plants. Aqua plants. Ah, uh, aqua. That, that is aqua plants. Oh wow! I saw that in the journal. Uh huh. I, I didn't know what it was though. That, that's what it is. An aqua plant. Yes. Uh huh. Well, if you have any questions, always ask me. We're here uh. for you. Now, aqua plants, you, you you pluck them, they're full of oxygen. Wow. They, they actually, uh, breathe, whatever your mouth breathes out, uh -huh. it transforms it into oxygen, and you can keep breathing for quite a while yeah, underwater. Quite a while. Must be why they're all planted around this pool, so you can get down there to that, that palace. 
I'm gonna pluck a few of those. Nephilim standing right by them. I'm gonna pluck <laughs> dozens of those. If I'm going, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not going down there. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, on. you are. You know, you got those swimmer legs and those swimmer arms. You can go down uh-huh. there fast. I mean, I do got uh-huh. a, you know, a swimmer athletic body, but I mean, I'm not. <laughs> Grab a couple more of these. Uh, are we friend. all going down? No, no. <laughs> you know what? You, you, yeah. you all have added. Oh, yeah. Well, we know, we know Gil's not going. He has that injured shoulder. I will go. And Armor is standing next to him. And I'll go. No, Armor. Uh, huh? You can stay up here. Yeah, you can stay with us. I could take uh, Borden. You want to come with me? There you go, Borden. Uh, <laughs> I, I could stay here with uh, with um, Gil. He, he needs my help. Yeah, yeah, Gil needs his help. I'll go with you. There you go, Miyamoto. Miyamoto? Yeah, you going to come with me down there? Excellent, yes. Excellent choice. <laughs> and we'll go with Avillion. What? Wait, how come I got thrown into all this? Perfect choice. Oh, you didn't come over here for nothing, oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. I didn't know we were going to... Max, I yeah, had no idea. You go. I had no idea we were no, going to swim down you, this you huge pool, go into a celestial uh-huh. palace, and, 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 and fight a shogun who knows what he looks like. Well, yeah, just, we just a part of it. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, not much time. We definitely don't want to be down there in the nighttime. Oh, that's for sure. Now the pilgrims stand at the bank of that pool while on that wooden dock. Johnny, Miyamoto, and Ophelian armed with aqua plants and their weapons. Okay, well, here it goes. Go get him, And as Johnny, Miyamoto, and Aphelion dove deeper into that celestial pool, Borden sat on a fallen log and propped Gil up on the other side while he got some rest. All right, friend. Uh, Here, take this whetstone. Oh, you're going to teach me how to sharpen a knife? Well, you got a new sax knife. You're going to have to learn to sharpen one. Here, I'll show you. Like I'm doing. Circular motions, like this. Oh. Smooth out the edges. Okay. Feel the weight of the knife. You want balance and control. Uh-huh. Friend mimicked the motions. The sound of the blade meeting the stone filled the air. Patience is key. It's not a race. It's about getting it right. A sharp blade is a ranger's best friend. See that? The blade? Uh huh. Once dull, now has a keen edge. Just uh-huh. like in the forest, being prepared is half the battle. A sharp knife can be the difference between a successful mission and a struggle. Wow. They sat for a moment, appreciating the quiet of the glade. Remember, friend. Yes, Borden. Whether it's a knife or a life skill, mastery comes with practice. Let the let the forest teach you. You'll be a skilled ranger in no time. Meanwhile, with Johnny, Miyamoto, and Ophelia, as they swam deeper, they discovered an underwater world of wonders. Fish darted around them their scales casting mesmerizing glows. Pillars of coral adorn the seabed, resembling the grand columns of a forgotten palace. Johnny pointed ahead, his hand cutting through the water. There on the seabed, up against that palace, is a long brick hallway extending from it. And at the end of the submerged stone hallway, a radiant glow imitated from the underwater palace. The entrance beckoned like a portal to another realm. Miyamoto, with the grace of a samurai, led the way, his katana gleaming in the ambient light. Aphelion followed closely, his weapon cutting through the water with precision. The trio moved through the submerged hallway 
with a sense of purpose, their path illuminated by the gentle bioluminescence of aquatic flora. And as they reached the end of this hallway, the water stopped and they emerged into a dry open area inside that palace. Johnny, Miyamoto, and Ophelian got themselves out of the water and are now standing in a white throne room in that palace. I don't see no one here. <laughs> Miyamoto, is he supposed to be here? This Somebody so should be here. This is so No, we didn't swim down here for nothing. Show yourself, Shogun! Yeah, show yourself! No, Johnny, he's not going to be able to talk to you. Why not? Can he talk to you? No. The crystal, the age, the the transformation all damaged his throat. He can he can growl and gurgle, <laughs> at the, but he's not gonna talk. Growl. Just like the last one. They found themselves surrounded by walls of pristine white marble. The ambient glow from shimmering aquatic life outside painted a mesmerizing dance of colors on the smooth surfaces. As they stood in the Grand Hall, a circular throne of ornate design commanded attention at the center, adorned with intricate carvings that told tales of forgotten battles. The polished marble reflected the scene like a mirrored lake, creating an illusion of endless depth. Above them, the ceiling was a masterpiece of clear crystal, allowing rays of sunlight to penetrate the underwater sanctuary. The gentle play of light refracting through the crystalline surface casted patterns on the room's occupants. Schools of curious fish swarmed gracefully above, there adding to the enchanting spectacle. As the three warriors marveled at the aquatic wonder surrounding them, a figure, clad in azure armor, emerged gracefully from the depths. The blue shogun, empowered by a radiant blue water crystal embedded in his forehead, exuded an aura of elemental mastery. With each step, droplets of water cascaded from the shogun's armor leaving a glistening trail in its wake. The play of light on the liquid veil surrounding him created a mesmerizing spectacle, resembling a living embodiment of the ocean's ebb and flow. The water crystal on his forehead pulsed with an ethereal glow, resonating with the deep sea that coursed through his veins. As he approached, a subtle current followed his movements orchestrating an aquatic dance that seemed to respond to his very will. The blue shogun raised his hand, and with a fluid motion conjured a shimmering blade composed of condensed water. The translucent weapon gleamed with an otherworldly radiance, reflecting the myriad hues of the underwater kingdom. Miyamoto, looks like we, we found him, or he found us. He looks pretty mean. Let's get to it. We don't have much time before the sun goes down. Uh, Avillian, uh, you take a stance over by that column over there, far away. Use your arrows. You Johnny, you move on this way. side, and I'll stay on this side. You got it. You command us. You tell us what to do. All right, let's take this one down. Johnny stood to the left of the Shogun while Miyamoto stood to his right. An affiliate was behind one of those white column pillars that reach up to the ceiling with his bow out and ready, waiting to strike. This is not like anybody we ever fought before, Miyamoto. Just remember, all you gotta do is get that crystal out of his forehead and that is it, and boom, he drops down. That sounds real easy. You make it sound real easy. That's all it is. That's easy as can be. Let's do this. The throne room echoed with the clash of steel as Johnny 
and the samurai Miyamoto faced a formidable shogun whose mastery over water swirled around him. The shogun, with a calm demeanor, summoned waves that danced to his command, forming a liquid barrier against their onslaught. Okay, yeah, just get the crystal, huh, Miyamoto? Yeah, you reach over there and grab that, will you? Uh, no sarcasm. You're starting to sound like Hanzo. And Aphelion, having that bow out and ready, there's no clear shot for the way barrier around him around is making it hard. Can we just find somebody normal for once? Aphelion, just hang in there. We're gonna find a spot to open. Johnny, wielding his sword of Numa, charged forward. But the Shogun effortlessly diverted his attack with water whips, slapping and striking against the chest and the arms of Johnny. Johnny jumping back and getting behind a pillar to avoid more of the strikes. Miyamoto with swift katana strikes engage in a dance of precision, attempting to find a weakness in the Shogun's defense. Oh, this crazy water. And the Shogun, with a water geyser underneath Miyamoto, sends him into the air. Johnny watching it. Miyamoto hitting the ground hard. Johnny snaps his head back over to the Shogun. As he charges the Shogun, the Shogun entangles Johnny with water as it hits him and it entangles him. And it just stays around him like a blob. This is different. I can't move my arms, Aphelion. Do something. And Aphelion, seeing his opportunity, releases an arrow right into the throat of the Shogun and it slams in deep. The Shogun's head kicks back. Shogun falls on his knees as he holds the arrow with his hands. That emerald glow of that blue crystal shines against the floor. And the Shogun falls backwards. Johnny, finally released. Get off me, get off me, get off me. That was it? Miyamoto getting up from the ground, injured, but the fight is still in him. Looking over at the Shogun, that arrow protruding out of his throat. Go get the crystal, Johnny. What are you waiting for? No, that, that can't be. Aphelion walking over there. <laughs> you saw that? Well, that's all it took. One arrow, boom, he is down flat line. <sighs> but as the Shogun lay there, a torrential oh. downpour oh. occurred above them. Look up. Obscure invisibility and lightning strikes oh. crackled. Oh, the room became a chaotic ah. scene as Johnny and Miyamoto struggled against the elements. Oh. Their movements became hindered along with Aphelion. This, uh, this ah, is a lot different. Different. What's right? happening now? Uh, look, Johnny, look. And the Shogun gets up onto his knees, gets onto his feet, grabbing a hold of the arrow and pulling it out of his throat. The water begins to form in the hole in his throat and seals it back up to new again. Now, how are we supposed to destroy something like that? And Aphelion runs back behind the pillar and draws back that bow. <laughs> I'm gonna try it again. It worked once. I'm gonna knock him back on his back. We're gonna get the we're gonna get the crystal. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, oh. And Miyamoto strengthens himself. Johnny also strengthened himself. And they charge at that shogun. Flashing with him. Johnny working and Miyamoto working hard to get that crystal out. But the rain coming down is still hindering them, blinding them, falling in their eyes. But Aphelion, on the other hand, has a good spot where the wind and the rain is not on him. Seeing an opportunity as Miyamoto is getting caught, the Shogun grabbing the Miyamoto by the wrist and 
push him against one of the pillars while fighting Johnny with the other hand. Let him go. An arrow flying from a building coming at the Shogun, the Shogun diverting the arrow. As the arrow hits the sword of the Shogun, right up, slamming right into that crystal ceiling. As it does that, the ceiling begins to crack and spider, and water begins to leak into that room. All of them look up. Oh, this is not good. Uh, not good. This is way not good. Avillion, don't do that again. Oh, and now we know we got a little bit of time. Even the Shogun is looking up at him. They all look back at each other. The Shogun had Johnny and Miyamoto in a tight grip. Their garments were wadded in his fist and pulled tightly to him. The storm above ceased. The eyes of the Shogun were glowing with the power of the water crystal embedded in his forehead. A surge of water burst forth from his hands, blasting Johnny and Miyamoto backwards. They slammed against the chamber wall. Looking to the right, they see Aphelion is back up against one of the pillars. <laughs> that was insane! Oh, you got any bright ideas? Maybe one of those Aphelion moments? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of one right now. Uh, oh, think of one fast. As the Shogun prepared for another onslaught, water swirling around his outstretched hand. Oh, behind the pillar! Behind the pillar! They hiding behind the pillar. Uncleos, help! Johnny on one knee peeks around the corner of one of the pillars. The sword of Numa behind him in his hand. And as the Shogun conjured another surge of water, Johnny's sword ignited in a blazing fire, casting an orange glow across the chamber. Oh. Johnny, look. Looking over at Miyamoto and Aphelion. Go, go get him! I think I know, uh, I think I got this one now. Do it, Johnny. Do it. Undeterred, Johnny advanced towards the Shogun, wielding the flaming sword with precision and determination. The heat from the sword caused the water around them to evaporate, creating an intense steam that enveloped the chamber. The Shogun, taken back by Johnny's fiery assault, attempted to counter with a water manipulation. However, the flames proved too formidable, causing the Shogun's watery form to boil and dissipate. Steam hissed and billowed as Johnny pressed on, each swing of the flaming sword cutting through the Shogun's defense. In a final, decisive strike, Johnny delivers a powerful blow, the flames engulfing the Shogun completely. The once mighty ruler of water crumbled and evaporated into nothingness, leaving only wisps of steam in his wake. And laying on the ground, that blue water crystal, as the steam clears out of the room. Where'd you go, Johnny? But that is only the beginning. Look up. Oh, the roof is still cracking and leaking badly. I got an idea. Oh, okay, now it's about time you have one. Let's hear it. How about instead of getting the aqua plants on our mouths uh -huh. and going down in that little hallway and just escaping, right. we just wait for the thing to break and we just go out the roof. <laughs> oh, that uh, might just work. Uh, uh, would you mind uh, <laughs> explaining to a villain, Johnny, uh, the what? bad idea that what? this might be? You see that? That's why you need Max. What are you talking about? Definitely need it's him. a perfect escape route. Yeah, it's perfect as long as you can dodge all the shards of broken crystal. Which won't happen. Not to mention the weight of the entire lake crashing down on you. It will crush you. I mean, when you say it like that, 
Come on, we don't have much time. They don on the aqua plants. Get down into that water. Swim out. And head up to the surface. Meeting with the rangers and Lug and Bash and Max. They make their way all the way back to the colossal statue. As Johnny stands on the colossal statue of Yokai the dragon, the element priest approaches him. Place the crystal in the crown of Yokai. In Johnny's calloused hand, the blue water crystal glimmers like a sapphire under a brilliant daylight. A sense of reverence envelops the scene as he approaches the dragon's regal crown. Each detail illuminated by the sun's gentle touch. The carvings on the crown, withered by resilient, cast intricate shadows that dance in the midday sunlight. As Johnny gently places the radiant crystal into the heart of the crown, a soft residence reverberates throughout the ancient stone. The air seems to shimmer with the unseen tale. And after Johnny reverently places the blue water crystal in the dragon's crown, an unforeseen change begins to unfold. Oh. Behind him, oh. the once serene sky transforms into a tapestry of dark clouds, swirling and colliding in a celestial dance. The air crackles with electric anticipation as stormy tempests gather, marking the end of a two-century drought that had cursed the land below. Wow. What a beauty! Johnny looking at the element priest. I'm gonna have to take a little time off. I must make it back to the tannin before the holy day. I hope you understand. Do what you must. Come back soon. I will. And Johnny leaving that statue of Yokai. They make it across the land of Kanashi, enter into the boat copter, and sail in the sky back towards the kingdom of Tannen for the holy day. Meanwhile, back with the King of Nod, they just crossed over that gulf of water and made it to the island that Reggie had viewed from afar off. Pulling their boat onto the sand, they stand there in awe. <laughs> it looks just like the one we left, Reggie. Yes, sir, but look, look, sir, on the ground, uh, footprints. Uh, oh, sir, we... We might find some people that can get us off this island. Perhaps there's a village. And where there's a village, there's food. <laughs> you know what, Reggie? <laughs> I might just put you in front of Ward. Maybe, maybe a promotion. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. And as they look around at these footprints, ah, trying to find out where they lead to, oh, dear. the king turning his head over and seeing a crate that says, Property of the mighty Vier. Yes, sir. <laughs> they circle this way, sir. <laughs> There's a little drag mark. Yes, sir. And this, there seems to be two distinct footprints. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Reggie. Sir, what is it, sir? <laughs> it appears, <laughs> sir, that you viewed the same island, Reggie, that we just left yesterday. Oh, Dear, oh me. <laughs> if oh I could my. Bring your neck over here just a little bit so I can stress <laughs> free myself. And just squeeze oh, on it just oh a little, dear. just a little, just a little squeeze and a hold. Oh, approximately six and a half minutes. Oh dear. And the king looking over uh, the shoulder of Reggie. And in the sky, he uh, sees the boat copter. 
Reggie, what, what is that over there behind you in the sky? Oh, dear. Reggie, assuming that the king is trying to trick him so the king can wrap his bony fingers around the neck of Reggie. Oh, dear, I'm sure it's a bird, sir. No, 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 turn, turn around, turn your back towards me. Don't look at me, look up in the sky. Uh, you know, I've been a really good butler, very, very faithful to you, sir. And thick and thin. <laughs> of course, sure. But look in the sky. And Reggie, really, would you just look in the sky, Reggie? Yes, sir. Uh, uh-huh. Reggie slowly turning around, and in the sky, he also sees the boat copter. Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's got to be Johnny's boat copter, sir. Uh-huh. Oh, quick, uh, uh, must uh, find something. Uh, wave palm tree leaves or something in the air. Get his attention. Oh, t- I would think of something, sir. And the king grabbing a palm tree uh-huh. and waving it in the air, jumping up and down as he could. <laughs> help! Help! Save me from this guy! Save me from my butler! Help me! Help! <laughs> help! Uh, perhaps maybe we could write uh, help in the sand in big letters. Uh, look down here. Uh, 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 uh. And Reggie, coming up beside the king, holding a large oak branch covered in moss, on fire. Help! Over here! Reggie! Reggie and the king is down here! Look down here. The king slowly turning his head. Look over here. Johnny. Seeing the flaming stick. Looking back at Reggie. Looking back at the flaming stick. Over here. Help. Somebody. Look. Reggie. Yes, sir. One little question I have for you, Reggie. Where did you get that? Oh, this branch. I, I just found it right over yonder, sir. No, not the branch, Reggie. <laughs> that thing that's on the branch, Reggie. Oh, the moss? It was on it already, sir. <laughs> Let me be more precise. The fire, Reggie. Where did you get the fire? Oh, sir. I, I have a flintstone. I always carry a flintstone right in the sock of my shoe, sir. Just in case of an emergency, such as this one. <laughs> an emergency! Like this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. It, I think it's working, sir. It appears that they have spotted us. See, sir, look! <laughs> I'm not gonna look. <laughs> there is definitely an emergency about to happen. <laughs> And the king, still having that sharp, pointy, one-foot-long stick in his hand, caressing it tightly. (laughs) I'm not going to miss this one. Oh, dear. Sir, you're not thinking rational, sir. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy this emergency. (laughs) Yes. Oh, dear. And inside the boat copter, Oh, who do you think that could be down there? I don't know. Who do I don't know. Whoever it is, they're, they're chasing the guy with the fire pretty quickly. Johnny, hard pressed against the glass. I can't see it. I think. Do you think perhaps it looks like uh, the King of Nod? No, no, no. no excuse me. The King of Nod? Sorry, Johnny. Nod? That is the King of Nod. How. In the world did he get on his island? Wow. I don't know, but I see him with <laughs> Reggie. He's chasing him. He's, wow, he's really fast. Oh. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, he knocked Reggie down. Oh. Hurry up, Oh, oh, that king is picking up a pretty large rock. Oh, oh, he, oh he dropped it. Oh, oh, he's picking it back up. Oh, let's see where this is going. Oh, oh, he's getting it up on his knees. We know where it's going. Oh, 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 oh. he's clinging it to his chest. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Come on. Oh, let's see where this is going. The uh, villain, get us down there quickly. And they get that boat copter onto the ground fast. The door flying open. And the rangers running out there to grab the king. 
<laughs> Having that boulder oh. over his head, oh, his arms shaking and wiggling and his oh. knees knocking together. <laughs> Reggie on his back on the sand. Think rational, sir. Think. <laughs> Go ahead. So enjoy this. Yeah. Think, think yeah. right, uh, and they grab uh, that rock and grab the king as well. Get the rock. I got the rock. I got the rock. No, no. Come on. Come on, King. Come on, King. This way. This way. Come on. And as they drag the king back to the boat copter, Reggie is laying on his back. Oh, dear. Oh, me, oh, my. And Borden holding a hand out for Reggie. Come on, grab it. Oh, yeah. Uh, dust yourself off. It's good to see you. How did you guys get down here? Oh, dear. It's a long story. Can we talk about it in the boat copter on the way back to the kingdom? Oh, we're heading back to the tannin. Want to come with us? Oh, I would love to come with you back to the tannin. Are you starving? Oh, oh no, sir. I'm full. I had steamed vegetables. I even oh. found some broccoli roots. I had steamed everything. I cooked wow. really well. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. I had me a little fire. No kidding. <laughs> they load up in the boat copter separating the king of Nod and Reggie, of course. And they all fly back to the Tannen Castle to celebrate the holy day. And after just a couple of days of travel in the air by boat copter, beneath the silvery winter moon, Johnny and the pilgrims touched down on the snow-laden roof of the castle of Tannen. The cold night air embraced them as they surveyed the familiar landscape. The frozen lake at the base of the mountain glistened in the moonlight, its icy surface a testament to the winter's grip. They stood on the castle rooftop, a silent tableau against the quiet backdrop of a snow-covered courtyard. The distant howls of the wind echoed through the mountain peaks, and the pilgrims exchanged glances, acknowledging the tranquility of their homecoming. Without further ado, they descended into the castle's chambers. The castle's interior welcomed them with muted warmth as they navigated through the silent halls, leaving the celebration for another time. And that's the end of that chapter. Okay. <clears throat> oh, what a great view from up here. Ew. Beautiful lake. I've got to go down there sometime. Maybe tomorrow I'll go down there. Well, <clears throat> that's another one. Uh, so, um, credits, uh, credits, credits. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of that music that you heard, once again, is by, uh, uh, the Fantasy of World Music by the Fetchers, of course. Genius in composing all that stuff. You know, Brandon Fetcher and Derek. So, uh, yeah, good shout-out to them. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>